Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your spiritual life coach, Cardelia Reed. Uh, today, I have a very special topic for you, and this is a topic that the Holy Spirit laid on me this morning. I've got to be honest with you. I had no idea what I was going to do with the podcast on uh, up until this morning, and I was thinking I need a topic that was very endearing to what this season two has been all about, finding your uniqueness in the body of Christ. And so one of the things the Holy Spirit laid on my heart was Psalms 105.15. Now I'm going to tell you that one thing about this particular uh, verse, the Holy Spirit only brings this up when it is applicable to things that are going on in my life and what I see happening in other people's lives or something I may see on the news and so on and so forth. Psalms 105.15 says, touch not mine anointed. And do my prophets no harm. And that is a very, very powerful verse. Uh, that is a very uh, intentional verse. And it's very, very true. And so the title for today is Do No Harm. And I'm, I'm going to ask you to uh, listen today with your heart and not your mind. Because what happens in a topic like this, the anointing becomes very strong. And so it is going to intentionally touch upon your own gifts, which is why you're listening to this today. Uh, you know, these are things that are going to be um, really stirred in you and things that is going to cause you to think about yourself and your life um, backwards, what's been going on with you in the past, and also what's going to occur in the future. So I'm just going to impart that upon you today that the Holy Spirit just opens up your mind and your heart to understand and to realize where he's placing you in your life, where you fit in the body of Christ, and also how this applies to you. And sometimes maybe you did not realize it. However, uh, you know, I never realized the heaviness of this particular verse until I thought about some things that have occurred in my life. And I, I will tell you, that um, the first time I actually heard someone talk about it was Benny Hinn. And it was um, someone sent me a link on Facebook. And Benny Hinn talked about how important it is to touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. And he gave examples of people that had actually done that, including him, uh, people that had attacks on him. And so um, literally, I remember when I was growing up, in a, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church. And people always said bad things about Benny Hinn, his ministries, and, you know, all of that craziness. And it's about money, and it's about this and that. And, you know, I had no idea who Benny Hinn was as a child. I just know what people were saying. And even then, it meant nothing to me because I didn't believe it in my heart. Now, here's the kicker. Every single person I know that said bad things about Benny Hinn, they are not alive today. And they all died from sicknesses. Okay. Now, I'm not just telling you for the sake of fear. Because we know through Christ and God's love, there is no fear. I'm telling you because that is a true fact. All right. And including people that were very close to me. And I don't believe these people did it intentionally because they wanted to hurt him. I think they did it because they truly, they said those things because they truly did not understand his ministry. And they were never taught that way. The problem is that if we're not taught spiritual warfare and we somehow get stuck in our own religious beliefs, we tend to knock other things that we don't or cannot understand. However, when it comes to the prophetic 
and God's gifts and what God has placed on people's lives and people standing strong in that belief and representing God's voice. We cannot under any circumstances knock them. Under any circumstances. And I cannot say that enough. It is a very perilous time that we're living in. And we know that a lot of people are coming strong into their gifts. A lot of them don't even understand their gifts, right? A lot of them are trying to understand what's going on with me. Am I crazy? Something's not right. And then, you know, they may get ill advice, but they know their instinct is strong. Well, we're living in the times where God is going to really send his people out into the world. Remember before Jesus comes back, everybody would have heard his word. That just tells me that things are getting activated in people that you will never, you would, that has not been seen before, okay? Because Satan is also working on his army to counteract what Christ is doing, but we know how that's going to turn out in the end. So I want you to understand you cannot uh, forsake this kind of verse because the most important thing is that you do no harm, not to yourself or to others. And, you know, King David perfect example of this was King David. King David had a heart for God. And he had a, as you know, he had a very powerful, blessed life, but he also had tumultuous issues. He consulted God in every single thing he did, no matter how bad it was, no matter how heavy it was. It seems like, you know, he always had the intentionality to say, you know what, I know I'm one step away from being killed, but Holy Spirit, please tell me what to do. And the Holy Spirit actually responded. For example, when his daughter Tamar was raped, okay, when his daughter was Tamar was raped by his own son, Tamar apparently told King David, we don't know the reason for King David's response, but all we know is that Absalom became angry with King David. When Absalom got, uh, got an army to rise up against his own father, uh, we know that he really wanted his father to die. He wanted his father to suffer. He was just against him. But remember, King David was anointed and he was after God's heart. So when Absalom rose up against his father, we know that the very trees came against Absalom. They blocked him. That's unheard of, right? Some people would even say that is impossible. Well, remember, through Christ, all things are possible. And it didn't just stop in the Bible, okay? So next thing you know, Absalom dies. Now, perfect example that he was against David, his own father. There are so many ways to handle things, but whatever way he knew, he handled it the best way he could, I guess. However, we know that he was not successful. The same thing I'm saying to you. Now, this is an extreme example. This is a terrific example because it was probably very hurtful for David to not only endure the rape of his daughter, but also know his son was against him. Now, here's the thing. Absalom forgot that King David has had much practice with uh, tons of armies being against him. And not only just that, he had much practice with being successful with only the Holy Spirit on his side. This is what I'm trying to tell you when it comes to God's prophets. We have to not only recognize who they are, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit stands behind them because they're walking in the fullness of who we are, just as you will, and just as you are going forth when you listen to your instinct, even though you may not call it the Holy Spirit, but just as you are. It is important to understand that you have to recognize it for who it is or who he is inside of you. 
And the most important thing is to do no harm. Another example I'm going to use uh, for you is um, when you think about Jezebel. Now, I know Jezebel is a very extreme example, but remember, Jezebel's original purpose was to destroy God's prophets. That was her purpose, and she killed a lot of them. Ultimately, what happened to Jezebel? Jezebel owned men within her palace, rose up against her, threw her out the window. When she hit the ground, dogs, wild dogs came and ate her flesh. The Holy Spirit told me in this example, I strongly felt that Jezebel was not dead when she hit the ground. Had she been dead, the wild dogs part would have been highly irrelevant in the Bible, right? So the wild dogs came and ate her flesh because that was the continuous suffering that she endured based on what the decisions that she made in her lifetime to destroy God's prophets. In her heart, she really hated them. That is where the harm came from. Remember, Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh, so is he. So I truly believe that in Absalom's heart, he truly hated his father for his response or lack of response towards Tamar. And Jezebel in her heart hated God's prophets because she was highly jealous of them. So therefore, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's telling me that out of the abundance of the heart came very harmful things from their mouth, very harmful things from their actions. And thus, this is why they had the ultimate death that they had. And the most important thing is to go back to Proverbs 105, 15, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Our purpose, when we activate our gifts, when we represent who Christ is, and we are within the body of Christ and walking in our purpose is highly, highly significant. It is highly sacred and it is very holy. Once again, I cannot stress this enough. The truth is, and you know, I love the way Benny Hinn put it, you know, it's kind of frightening to think about. Once you have activated that and you truly have hatred and jealousy in your heart, once you have activated that and actually have, has harmed one of God's people, no one can help you with your fate. Not even the enemy that caused all that hatred in your heart. No one can help you with that. It's already written. It's already done. It's already been released in heaven. At the end of the day, if you are a person that wants to improve and get better, you say, hey, I didn't know, then that's different. Because there's always repentance. And there's always, I didn't know. I didn't understand. Forgive me. There's always that. Countless examples of that. So I'm going to make this a little bit more practical now. Uh, you know, like I said, whenever the Holy Spirit highlights this, there's a reasoning for it. And there's something going on, particularly in my life, that's very applicable. And so, you know, I'm going to keep this a very, 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 very general example because my, my goal is to remember my title is Do No Harm. I don't want to hurt anyone that's listening to this podcast, even though everything that I'm saying to you are truths, okay? Uh, the goal is to always help and to always inspire and to encourage However, I honestly, I don't say names for obvious reasons. Um, and most importantly, I don't want to be very too, I don't want to be too detailed because if I am, there's a possibility that people that could listen to this podcast may think that I'm putting things out there about them. And that's not my motivation for doing this. This is a learning example. So I'll keep this example very, very general. So currently in my life, I do know someone who is highly suffering. The suffering is horrendous. 
this particular person was suffering before I met this person and they're suffering even deeply now. And one of the things I did not realize when I first met this person was the level of the Holy Spirit has given me jealousy and I, I hate to even admit it, but it's very true. The level of jealousy that this person exhibited towards me, um, which is very, very twisted uh, because my, my goal for being in this person's life is to actually help this person go to the next level in every um, other area that I possibly can. And so um, this person, you know, comes across, it swings like a pendulum. It's very obvious that this person is very unhappy with themselves. They're rude, mean, cynical, demeaning, everything. So I got to the point I started calling the demons out before I even started talking to this person. And then that person's kind of like would not respond mean. They just wouldn't respond at all, you know. So they would kind of hold back, but it's very obvious that they're really rude and suffering. Now, here's the thing. Because this person is rude and suffering, she's calling, causing an entire group of people to suffer as well because they are very afraid of her. And it's very uh, disturbing for me to sit back and watch, so I always pray for them. I always call out those spirits to try to help in the situation. And the most important thing is that, um, from what I understand, since I've been involved in the situation, things have been highly unusual. Now, once you start calling out those spirits, uh, some things are going to start breaking. Some things are going to start changing. There's a lot of pressure that's being put on the supernatural, uh, even though you may not even see a response immediately in the natural. And that person obviously does not know they're inhabiting those spirits, and they are actually doing harm. So uh, things are changing, and things are highly unusual. So things are really changing for the best. But then on the other side, things are kind of changing for the worst because that person doesn't understand why things are going the way they're going in her particular life. So um, it comes down to, well, you know, I've been involved with this person for a while, and all of a sudden things are kind of going down the tubes for this particular person, and she does not understand. It's because what she's putting out there is what she's giving back. That's exactly what's happening. And she's putting it out there with someone who walks around highly, highly um, intentional about uh, walking in the purpose of my life. So walking in my gifts. And she doesn't understand that because the world sometimes um, perish because they lack the knowledge of spiritual truth. And so maybe it's not for her to know right now, but that, you know, the goal is for that door to open for her to understand. So remember when Jesus went around teaching, he didn't uh, push uh, what his beliefs were on other people. He simply taught and they made the choice. So when that opportunity opens, I will say whatever I need to say and she makes the choice, right? At least that's what it's supposed to be. And then just recently, I, I literally last week, I think I talked to you about in my podcast, The Spirit of, uh, the Truth About Jezebel, and I worked recently with uh, two Jezebel spirits. Well, I found out that one of them just recently got fired, and that was the most amazing thing because you would, the position this particular person was in and had so much sustaining power with the company, you would have never guessed that would have happened. So what's my point? Uh, my point is that particular person that was fired uh, fire was very harmful towards me and um, technically behind my back in terms of thinking I didn't know it. <laughs> but of course, the Holy Spirit is so true and he protects us. Of course, I knew it. Uh, so naturally, things like that happen. And here's the thing. I don't want anyone to be fired. I don't want sickness to come upon anyone. I don't want anyone to suffer. But they're making that choice when they're choosing to do harm, especially to God's people. Now, I'm going to take this a little bit step further. 
You watch things in the news every day about things that happen to people. There are particular families that you hear about that seems to have curses. And one of the things the Holy Spirit has well up has really placed in my heart, he's always placed Psalms 105.15. There are so many people walking around with gifts, so many people being intentional about their gifts. Provided that they are harmed by someone else, killed, uh, untimely deaths or whatever people do to each other in this world that's evil it can really cause curses upon the person that did that to them so much that nothing anyone can do to get it off of them so i'll keep it at that and i keep it very general and like i, like I said please listen with your heart and not your mind so i'm not the only prophetic person walking around here you are one of them as well if you were not, you would not be listening. We all have spiritual gifts. How we use them and steward them is one thing. How we are aware of them is one thing. It's another thing as well. So I want you to be intentional about who you are and what you walk in in your life. So let me ask you a question. How do you accomplish doing no harm? How do you know not to do any harm? Like I said, this podcast is not to scare you, so don't start thinking about, oh my God, who did I do what to, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work like that, because God knows what's in your heart. Remember, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as a man thinketh, so is he. So what's in your heart is truly going to come out one way or the other. There's no way you can fight that. No, so you truly have jealousy, hatred, and just downright meanness in your heart is going to come out. The problem is, we're all God's people. And you don't know when you treat somebody one way, how it's going to come back to you. Usually it comes back a whole lot worse. It really does. It never pays. I'm going to be honest with you. This includes me. It never pays. It never pays. I don't care how tempted you are to be mean to people. There's never a reason to be mean. Of course you can be angry. I mean, everybody gets angry. But there's never a reason to be mean to people. You can be stern. You can put your foot down. You can set boundaries to protect yourself. But there's never a reason to be mean to God's people. There's never a reason for that. But that's the kind of world we live in. Remember, we are called to be in this world and not of this world. And that is the true, te true test. Under Number one, understand your inner self. Reflect on your actions, your thoughts, uh, your behaviors towards yourself and towards others. How people treat others is a huge reflection of how they treat themselves. What are you thinking about all day long? What stays on your mind? Is it always a defensive what someone did to you? Is it, you know, always, you know, feeling hopeless? Is it, I mean, what is it? Because eventually that shows when we treat other people, right? Not just that, you don't know who you're treating a certain way. I'm always aware of people that's sitting beside me because I know God intentionally places people beside me for a reason. So I always talk to them. Say, hey, how you doing? We don't have to go into a deep conversation, but I want them to know that I'm aware at least that they're sitting next to me because everybody is important in the body of Christ, including you. So when you know who you are, know that you are important or aware of your thoughts and then be intentional about what you're thinking about, that's going to uh, reflect on how you affect other people. And your goal, obviously, even if you can't say anything good, but remember to do no harm to God's people. Number two is, um, how are others treating you? This is another thing to think about. Think about how are others treating you? Remember, as you treat other people, it will come back to you. And I'm talking about most of the time. Now, I know you're going to have some ones and twos, somebody just being really mean to you, somebody's not being nice, somebody's mistreating you, and this and that. 
But how are you handling it? I have found that the gift of love, this is why the Holy Spirit and the Jesus tells us to love our enemies. The gift of love overcomes all kinds of hatred. This is why I love Martin Luther King's mantra. Uh, it is something you have to practice over and over and over again. But I can guarantee you the better you, the more you practice at it, the better you become. And the more you put it out there, the more it comes back to you. This is why I love ministry. I love just knowing and growing in everything that the Holy Spirit teaches me, everything I learned from the Bible and other books that I read. Because if nothing else, that one message is about love. So when I'm showing love to other people, guess what? It comes back to me day in and day out. So it's nothing I can ever complain about. Uh, so in other words, it's easy to do no harm to people when you have that in your heart. And then the last thing I'm going to say is remember that Jesus loves you. You know, I always end every podcast and each of the shows that I used to do on YouTube with that particular saying, but I can guarantee you the average person does not think like that every single day. And, you know, even sometimes I know it's in the back of my mind, I have to remind myself of that. You know, I'm not telling you that, you know, you think about this all day long and it has to be there, but just remember Jesus loves you and how valuable you are to him. He cares about that one person, that one life. If you are alive, your life is very, 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 very valuable to him. Very, very valuable. And this sounds like a cliche, but it's very true. When your purpose is up, you don't have to worry about that. You will 100% guaranteed die and leave this earth. But until then, you have a purpose for who you are in life, how you treat yourself, how you treat others, being aware that Jesus loves you. I have found when you are more aware of how much he loves you, you're most likely to have a softened heart and to love others just the same. And you make life less and less and less about yourself, right? It becomes more about what can I do to help someone else and make their day better as well. And then it becomes a lot easier to do no harm to God's people. When you are, and then on the flip side, this is the part I truly love. When you are catering and giving and, and just rolling out the red carpet literally for God's people, that's where the favor comes from. When I started transitioning into um, my spiritual walk, I started, um, the Holy Spirit told me to pour into whatever prophet that came across my path. Just pour into them. Even if you spent time with them, even if you want to you know, give money to the ministry, whatever, pour into them as much as you possibly can. Because just as you do it to the least of one of these, you have done it unto me. That's what Jesus says, and that's what I truly, truly believe. Not only just that, but you have no idea how much you put out there to come back to you. Now, normally we don't do things so it'll come back to us, right? We don't do it because we want to see something. You got Something's got to be done for us, too. We do it because that's what the promise says. The promise says that. It already says it is already done. It has already been released in heaven. So when you are intentional about being loving, when you are intentional about following the Ten Commandments, for example, do unto others as you would have others do unto you, it is already done. There's so much given unto you in life. So much longevity. Uh, look at Job. So much that was taken away but was added back to him doubled. So what I'm saying to you is the Holy Spirit is aware of that. And he's watching that. So you want abundance, not a deficit. And the abundance comes from the favor, being intentional, understand love, and putting it out there for God's people. That you are there as a servant for them and not for someone to serve you. But when you are looking at the other way around, then there's where the home comes from. I really do hope this message um, resonated on your heart. And I truly do believe that um, 
it is going to empower you to do everything else you need to do in your life going forth spiritually. Remember, you are protected by the Holy Spirit. You are 100% protected. It is nothing you have to worry about. No fear, no concern, no anything. Because He is in you, guiding you through every step of the way and every decision that you make. That is that instinct that you were born with. So you don't have to worry when people do things to you when you are walking in the fullness of your gifts and the fullness of everything he has given you because it is right there written in front Psalms 105.15. There are countless examples I can give you in my life. I've seen in other people's lives, countless examples in the Bible where when harm was done to one of God's prophets, oh boy, oh boy, somebody had a bad day. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining today. This is my time. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Love at Cordelia.com. Check out my podcast, of course. Uh, you know, podcast at podcast.cordelia.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, I love to speak. I am also still working on my book, and I'm hoping to speak with you and pray with you one day. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you, and so do I. See you next time.